Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Friday. I can't wait for this weekend because it's the Vision Board event. Woo! Um... But not to turn this entire podcast into just one advertisement for my events. But hey, it's my podcast and I can do it if I want to. Kidding. Um, welcome to this podcast. If you're new around here, Really Riley is the place where I like to talk about a lot of things that are real, all things Riley. I like to talk about workouts. I like to talk about um, marriage stuff, my former dating life, which was horrible, mommy stuff. I like to talk about reality TV because Bravo is my crack. I literally have a mat in front of my house that says, come back later, I'm watching Bravo. And my husband knows when I'm in Bravo mode, steer clear because I might start projecting after the episode. (laughs) Listen, Miley Cyrus said that she did that at one point too, so I'm not the only one. But speaking of all things Bravo, um, a couple of you guys were asking me what my take was on this Rachel Levis thing where she was auctioning off some stuff for NAMI because it was World Mental Health Awareness Day this week. (sighs) Like, I don't know. At first, I didn't know how to, like, go about this because obviously anybody donating to anything as important as a cause that, you know, helps people bring awareness to mental health, like the National Alliance on Mental Illness is what it was called or what it's called, where she's donating it. Obviously, I'm all for that. I struggle with mental health. I have PTSD. I have depression, anxiety, ADHD, all of the things, right? Um, So first, I wanted to be like, okay, you know, do your thing. I'm all about cleaning out your closet emotionally and figuratively. So that's what she was doing. But uh, I don't trust this girl at all. Like, she has come out trying at first to say that she went away, you know, to take care of her mental health, which she did for a couple of months. And I still have said this before, like, if I was to interview her, I would want to go further into her work that she did there versus talking about the drama that happened. And it's just, it you fucking cheated with your best friend's boyfriend. I don't care that she said they weren't that close friends like Boo Boo Thang. In one of the last episodes of the latest season of Vanderpump Rules, you literally like were talking to her about her, Ariana Maddox, the one that Tom Sandoval cheated on and the whole Scandoval thing came around because of. You were literally talking to her about her sex life with her man. You don't do that with somebody unless you're fucking really close friends with them. I'm sorry. At her birthday episode during last season, like they gave her a vintage pair of Chanel eyeglasses. Listen to me. If my boyfriend of 10 years gave somebody something that damn expensive, you better believe we better be best friends. And even then I would raise an eyebrow, but that's a whole other situation. So if you haven't heard what she posted on her Instagram, here it is. Letting go of the things that no longer serve me anymore. Um, and as I'm cleaning out my closet, I have found a few items that are a little bit triggering and I just don't want to see them. I don't want to have them in my possession. I will never wear them again. So in honor of World Mental Health Day today, I'm creating a fundraiser. Um, All of the proceeds will go to NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness. And 
it's all about like creating a better mindset, uh, changing your environment so that you can set yourself up for success. Yeah, I'm about that right now. One listing will be the Tom Tom hoodies, and then the other listing will be the lightning bolt necklace that you all saw me purchase on camera. Duh, cringe. And hopefully there is some good that can come out of this. Let's start the bidding. So, of course, me being me, I had to go and take a little gander at what's happening with these items. So the lightning bolt necklace, I just have to touch on this for one second. When she's on her video on Instagram, she's like, oh, of course, the lightning bolt necklace, which you guys like saw me by cringe. I'm like, okay. I, you know, it's just, it's things like that. And I know it's just a word. I know it's just her rolling her eyes because, you know, I think about my exes and go cringe too. Like I'm bleh. I'll like physically vomit sometimes if I think about some of them. Um, it just seems like she she attaches herself to these important conversations on World Mental Health Day and talking about donating to NAMI, which is a very serious thing. And she's like cringe, you know, like it just something doesn't fit well with there. So I went on the eBay's and this damn necklace is going for $3,250 right now. There's 111 bids. It's got four days and 19 hours as of right now. And I'm recording this podcast on Thursday night. So tomorrow morning when you guys hear this, it might be a little bit um, bigger. So she writes the description. Oh my God. So pre-owned item that has been used or worn previously. Item description from the seller. This solid gold, 14 gold lightning bolt. Okay, I got to stop. <laughs> I had to do it. This solid 14 karat gold lightning bolt necklace is designed by Caitlin Nicole Jewelry and measures 18 inches. The original cost was 765 US dollars. There's a small scratch in the gold, but no, not noticeable when the light hits it. This neck, oh, this is the part that makes me want to throw up. This necklace was symbolic of my devotion to another person who I allowed to have power over me. He no longer does. National Alliance on Me Mental Illness, NAMI, is a nonprofit organization that offers educational programs and advocates advocates for individuals and families affected by mental illness. 100% of the proceeds will go to NAMI, shipping internationally, wishing you the best on this World Mental Health Day. Uh, I, I, okay, let me just get over myself for one second and read the other one. So for the Tom Tom hoodies, this is fucking nuts. $8,900 for a damn hoodie that's used that God only knows what they did in this hoodie. Blah, blah, blah. And one of these ones is the one that she wore to BravoCon that was widely talked about on the show that she wore it with like, you know, the, the over the knee thigh boots or whatever. Oh God, like $8,900 for this fucking thing. And there's a couple of them though. There's like the Tom Tom one that's got like the shimmer on it. There's the Tom Tom one that's just black glitter or black um, rhinestones. And then there's one that's just like black on black, I think. Hold on. It gives you the description right here. Item description from the seller. I can't rewrite history. Ooh, I had to do it again. I can't rewrite history, but I can use something from my darkest days towards a good cause. 
National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, is a nonprofit organization that offers educational programs and advocates for individuals and families affected by mental illness. 100% of the proceeds will go to NAMI. Okay, we had that already. The listing is for both hoodies. Okay, so there's only two. The infamous three-tone topaz on black hoodie, that's the one I wore, okay, is the one I wore to day three. She didn't name the day that she was there. God. At BravoCon, and it's also the same style hoodie I boldly gave I boldly gave, you're not giving a pageant speech, babe. I boldly gave to Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live and the night everything blew up in my face. God. You mean the night it was exposed that you were fucking your best friend's boyfriend? Let me stop. Ugh. I added the black hoodie to the listing. It is more worn and not in pristine condition. The rhinestone Tom Tom hoodie is designed by Eddie Valentine. Valentine, I don't know. The topaz on black hoodie is missing a couple rhinestones. The black on black Tom Tom hoodie is missing several rhinestones at the top of the lightning bolt and is missing the drawstring. Again, who knows what they did with that. The sweater will be signed upon request. Wishing you the best on World Mental Health Day. Okay, that is the one thing that bugged me. It'll be signed. Like, if somebody asks you to sign it, fine, cool. But stop. Like, it just feels to me this is like her still grabbing in her last 15 minutes of fame. Because, it, like, when you go to her link tree off of her Instagram, first of all, it says Healing Era on it. Okay. And she's Rachel Levis now, which is fine. But it's the Tom Tom hoodies, the Lightning Bolt hoodie for the links, and then podcasts coming soon. Then it's all the reality reckoning from Bethany. But it doesn't say on Bethany's podcast. It just says reality reckoning Rachel Levis part one, two, and three, which, hmm. I wonder if Bethany has a little something to say about her name being left off of that because shit, she has something to say about everything. So then there's also the Maui wildfire fire support via Be Strong, which is Bethany's um, nonprofit. So, and then a link to her TikTok, which I have not looked at for a minute. Let's see what's going on here. I just, oh, it's of course the, you know, link to the Ebays and then some with some trees. What is this? Oh, this was her birthday one that she did. The one that she was like, oh, Tom commented on it and I blocked him. And then, it, yeah, I just. <sighs> okay, everybody, I think, semi sort of deserves a second chance because Lord knows Stasi Schroeder was completely canceled a couple years ago. And, you know, now I've actually listened to a couple of her podcasts. This girl's not I just I don't feel like you're ready there yet to be putting yourself out there like it, it just it's that one line that got me about this shit. Just it, this will be signed upon request. Like you just still want to be in this spotlight that you say was so harsh for you. Because once upon a time, you didn't want to be on reality TV before you hooked up with James Kennedy. You wanted to be, I think like, I forget, it was like something to do with animals or something to do with therapy of some sort, something to do with actually helping people in the real world and not on reality TV. And I get it. The the reality TV world bites you and then you never want to go back. You know, you don't want to go back to real life. Maybe that was sort of me and radio too a little bit. God, I just compared myself to Raquel Levis. Well, Rachel, whatever the fuck her name is. But I don't know because being someone that has lost friends, close friends throughout the span of my life to mental illness having several of my family members suffer from mental illness, like obviously going through the gamut of things, 
myself with mental illness. I just don't know if this sits with me, people. It's just, there's reading the room, and I don't think she does that. And she very publicly does not read the room. And I get that she has to cleanse herself of her ex-boyfriend and everything that she did, but I just don't feel like she's... I don't feel like she's owning up still to what she did. Even in that little blip of saying, oh yeah, this was, you know, showing my devotion to this person that used to have control over me and now all of a sudden he doesn't. I was like, was your devotion to him or was your devotion to getting back on the spotlight in reality television now that you were not engaged to James Kennedy anymore and your motive to be a principal cast member on Vanderpump Rules? I'm sorry I said it. You know, there's been a couple of people saying like, oh yeah, you know, she's the only one that hasn't monetized off of the Scandival situation. Get your bag, boo. I Honestly, at this point, I kind of wouldn't be mad about it if she went and got an endorsement or did something, maybe poking fun at the situation. But then again, if I was Ariana, I probably wouldn't like that. Or just like, I don't know. At this point, I guess, yes, you have the right to move on. And if you want to make some money off of your notoriety, that's your, you do that, boo. Because yes, she has taken a lot of shit. Did she deserve some of that? Yeah. I don't want to say all of it because that death threats and people doing all that, like that ain't cool. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not an advocate for fucking internet trolls that go and they say something like that and they throw death threats because of this. Like, no, thank you. But now that she's attaching herself to charities, mm, 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 I don't know. World mental health, like I just, I can't judge somebody else's mental health because that would be wrong of me. I'm not, I don't have a degree in anything, psychology, psychiatry, any of that, counseling, I don't. But I just feel like from a public standpoint, and I am a public figure, whether it be radio, podcasting or whatever, And I've all the time had to be careful as much as I'm not as careful as I used to be on the air, like radio regular, regular radio. And now that the podcast, I'm a little bit more mouthy, kind of like that. But I'm also still very cognizant all the time of what I'm saying and what it could do to trigger somebody. You know, when I did that podcast on sexual assault, I was like, this could be really triggering. And I asked the victim, I said, do you want me to say the word rape or do you want me to say sexual assault? She chose rape because it was her story to tell. You know, so I am very, very aware of some of the things that I might do or say could be like triggering to somebody. I just don't think that Rachel Levis has that wherewithal just yet because it all comes from this look at me, look at me type deal. I could be wrong. But I just feel like if you're going to be an advocate for things, you have to make sure, because like it or not, the public is going to judge every damn thing you do. Not on this scale, but I've been there. And you just have to be like a little bit less look at me, maybe. I don't know. I could be very much wrong, and I do wish her well and to move on, but I think that for someone that was screaming from the rooftops how damn badly she didn't want this spotlight anymore. She sure is grabbing at it. And a couple of you guys have asked me to do 
a little bit of a review on Tom Sandoval's podcast. Okay. I tried. Okay. I tried to listen to it. He annoys the crap out of me. Like it's, I, I, I just did that podcast with my husband about how we're watching him on that. Like, like, I don't know that Navy SEALs show or whatever. I forget the damn name every single time I talk about it, but I, that's enough for me because him just the way he talks bothers me one, because as much as people don't think about it, like diction and expression on a podcast, like we call it word economy in radio, like use the thesaurus, the sim, like use, I sound so smart right now, literally just use more words in your vocabulary than like every five fucking seconds. Like, I mean, like, and like, and like, and like, uh, uh, uh. I say like a lot, but not as much as this guy. So he openly admits on the podcast that he fucked up. Like I listened to like snippets of it and I don't want to be like Bethany Frankel that everybody was like <laughs> criticizing her for not watching any, any bit of Vanderbilt rules except for the last reunions and then trying to act like she's the authority on it. I have watched all of the damn episodes. So, so he said, I got in way over my head. I know that. And I apologize for that. He went on to say that he wants he never wants to be responsible for hurting people in that manner again. He said, I fully fucking regret it. I feel bad about it. I hate that I hurt people. For the most part, I've been pretty fucking miserable. I don't ever want to go through what I went through again. What you went through? Uh, I don't ever want to be responsible at the cause for ever hurting people like that. This is the one thing I did see on his podcast video that bothered me. And no, no, listen. I've been sober for almost six years, so I understand that that's a big deal for some people. But he was saying, you know, that he's not drinking anymore. And they made this big moment about that, about how he's changed and not drinking. But he didn't say that he was sober. He said that he was not drinking, which means he could be what they call California sober, like James Kennedy was, not shaming it at all. Um, but that he could smoke weed and do other things. And the rumor is that he does. So I just feel like a lot of the shit this guy says is so slimy. Uh, he says that like one of his regrets was that I would have gotten out of my relationship with Ariana and ripped the bandaid off and not delayed the whole scenario. I don't really think you would have, dude. I think you would have gotten away with it as long as you possibly could have, because I think you kind of liked it. I think you liked the security of Ariana because I do think he did love her at one point. I do think he was like obsessed with her and how, you know, she was this new shiny penny, this hot little chick. But when that hot little chick started acting like a wifey, when you were asking her to marry her five minutes and not five minutes, but you know, way a couple seasons ago, now when she started acting like a wife, you didn't want that no more. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to listen to that podcast, but I feel like I kind of should, but it's just so painful. Like as a freaking media personality, as a media professional, as a radio person, pr professional, as a podcasting professional. I just, I hate it when people, any Tom, Dick and Harry thinks that they can be good at podcasting. Even Bethany Frankel, like I used to adore her. Now she kind of bugs me a little bit in this whole, I know it all thing. And some of the moves that she's made with her podcast that is purely for self-promotion, but trying to act as though she cares about Rachel Levis. Now, that was a promotional deal done well. That bitch knows her shit. She knows how to pull money out of the sky and she will do whatever she can to get it. I am not mad at it. I'm just saying. I get, I just, I get bothered by all of that. 
I don't know. We'll see what Raquel Levis says. I mean, I'm going to be keeping an eye on these suckers. Not that I would ever spend $8,000 for a damn used hoodie. I don't care what was on it. Honestly, and I will say this, you know, hand to God, even if Pink had worn this hoodie for six years and it was something she wore to the Grammys, I would not spend $8,000 on that. Maybe if I had a bunch of money, maybe, but not right now. And $3,000 for a damn lightning bolt necklace that's scratched up just because homegirl wore it. You got to wonder what people are doing with that. No, actually, I don't want to wonder that. Ugh. And I also have a slight bit of a mommy rant tonight. I was taking my son, Lyric, to soccer practice, and it was one of those nights where my son, Malin, our two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, wasn't acting like a damn maniac and was, like, enjoying his time in the park. And he's usually, like... Not all that amiable with other kids. He's going to be the bully. (laughs) He doesn't like to share. But for some reason with this group of kids that are a little bit older, that are always there on the playground, he loves to run around with them. He loves to play with them. So I'm always going to foster that. They're older for Malin. They're like, I want to say like seven to like maybe nine or 10. So old enough to know better than to be doing some stuff. But like the first time I rolled up, this one little girl was sitting They have like these seats, but you can walk across them that they bounce a little bit and it's just like they've got grooves. So I guess it's like promoting balance for kids to like walk across them like stepping stones, but they're like a foot or two up up from the ground. The first time I ever walked up, this one little girl was literally like had this little boy's head like laying there, I get like kind of in her lap and she was like smacking him. I'm like, oh God, okay, Riley, not your kid, not your kid, not your kid. I'm just watching out to make sure these kids don't act like that with my two and a half year old. Cause sometimes like kids don't care on a playground. They don't care how old and Malin's pretty big for two and a half. So people think that he might be like three or whatever. doesn't matter. I'm protective. They were actually really, really sweet to Malin. The last couple of times I've seen them like looking out for him and moving away from him. And the one oldest little girl is really, really sweet. But this time I walk up and they've got, the only thing I can think of it as is like, it looks like a top. And that top is connected to like a rod, like a spinning top, you know, that's connected to a rod that goes into the ground. Well, they had this like top turned upside down and they were throwing, putting the mulch in it. And at first they were just shaking it, but I was just like, oh my God, you're literally like, like decimating the fucking playground. Like, cause they're like, oh, it's broken. And I just didn't say anything. And there was this one older person that was there, not older as in like old, old, but like, I want to say she's probably like 26. I'm assuming this was their person watching them. Not old enough to have three kids or whatever, but anyway, they were trying to dump all the mulch out and then they started throwing it. They started going up on top of the playground, which is like, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven feet off the ground and throwing it off of there. They weren't throwing it at Malin. They were being pretty careful, but like at one point they threw it at one of the pieces on the ground that's like those same kind of stepping stones that they're connected on a rod up on the top of like a metal thing. And you're supposed to walk, you know, jump from one to one. Like they're like little lily pads or whatever. And they sway again, promoting balance and agility, whatever. But they threw it and it bent it. And I was like, at that point, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, okay, enough. Don't do that. And this little kid's like, I was like, you guys just broke that. Because I mean, not to sound like a geezer, but we pay taxes for that. But I'm also like, this is a really nice playground. And last week it wasn't like that. And these kids are, where the fuck are your parents, by the way? You know, so the one little kid's like, it was already broken. I was like, I don't care. Put that top to that thing down. Like you're throwing it around off of the playground. 
not what it was intended for, kiddo. And then I look over and I ask the lady, I was like, are you their mom? And she was like, no, I'm the youngest one's aunt. I don't know where the other one's parents are. I'm like, I'm literally in my head going, okay, nope, Riley, stop, stop, stop. You've already said too much. You've already said too much. Because also too, like, I don't want my kids thinking that shit's okay. Not that Malin would realize it, but you know, lyrics at that really impressionable age at eight that, damn it, like, don't be throwing, like, don't be throwing this heavy ass thing that probably weighs, you know, half of at least Malin, that if you pegged him with that and you knocked my kid out with it, oh my. I don't know. I sound like a Karen right now. I really do. But I'm just sort of like, where are your fucking parents? And rant, friends. Yeah. I'm excited for this weekend because it's the vision board event. I'm so, so stoked for this one because I want to go into a few different things that I haven't gone into in my previous ones. I get to see some of my OG, we got this army. I get to see some new, we got this army. There's going to be some really, really good food. I ordered a charcuterie board from my friend at Loverboard DMV. And I have got all of the munchies for you. I've got all the goodies to give away. We're doing a raffle this time, which is the first time I've ever done that at a vision board event. Also, I am going to bring some of the new Really Riley merch out, the fall stuff that... Nobody's seen yet, I don't think. No, nobody's seen it yet because I've been a slacker and haven't put it on the website, but I'm very, very excited. I did close out the ticket sales tonight because I don't want to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off, getting more uh, materials for tomorrow. But never you fear if you didn't get in, there will be another one coming up, I think, December. And I've got a few more um, pop-up dates that I'm going to give you guys soon. So I'm excited And I will hope to see you guys, if not at the vision board event tomorrow, um, around. And again, I wanted to say thank you guys for the positive vibes. I know I was very vague a couple podcasts ago about something really big that may have manifested itself back into my life. Still a Bruin, friends. I will let you know as soon as I know. Any whoozlebees, really rarely podcast at gmail.com. If you have got a... We got this moment. We haven't done one of those in a while. If you've got to show me the ring, somebody get engaged so I can look at pretty diamonds. And also if you have an ask Riley. Um, but yeah, text line is 410-604-8895. And reallyreallypodcast.com if you want to become part of the We Got This Army. Get a coupon for merch. You get exclusive audio and video. You get a newsletter. You get um, access to the vision board events, to the pop-up events first before anybody else. And yeah. It also helps me keep this podcast afloat. So I appreciate you if you do. Love you guys long time. I hope you have a really great weekend and I will talk to you on Monday. It's really Riley.